What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRM, bringing you another exciting LRM TV podcast this week, and we've got a lot to discuss about. We're going to go over Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, what in the world is going on in Arrow. I'm basically lost. I have no clue what you know is going on, so Mark's going to help me out with that. We're going to break down a little bit of the WWE building up to WrestleMania and what's working, what's not working. And then kind of breaking into some of the other TV shows that I've been watching and the common theme that um, if you want a network TV show, you should follow this theme because it's working for every uh, network right now. And then give our thoughts on where Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is going to open up next weekend um, and see how that goes. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to everything we got. And also make sure to give us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud and let us know what you guys think. What should we be covering? Tell us that because that's ultimately why we do this. So stay tuned and listen for another great episode. I was in the middle of calling you, and all of a sudden Skype said, like decided to do an upgrade. You know, like <laughs> nice. It was like I was in the middle of ringing. You, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, and never... so we're like, for yeah, like right in the middle. <laughs> Not so when weird. I open it up or wait for like you know the phone call to end. It's like, oh, you're ringing somebody. Okay, hold on one second. I need to upgrade right now, and it just shuts right off. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, uh, what now? Oh man, <clears throat> good good stuff, Skype. Oh, Dude, so I missed not this week, but last week's episode of um, Legends, right? Uh-huh. So I was watching. So you must have been week. really lost. I was so confused. I'm like, oh, man, Rip's on the ship. And I'm like, wait a second. There, I was like, wait. So oh, I was like, oh, so they're friendly. with. Oh, so something happened. Oh, yeah. So what happened with Rip? So, like, it was a... Um, so last week's episode of Legends was kind of a uh, like Inception type episode. So they okay. um, Rip at the begin. So at the beginning of the episode, Rip uh, does an override on um, the the Wave Rider and yep. has Gideon basically put it into shutdown mode and, and it's going to self destruct. Right. So the mm-hmm. crew has to basically shut Gideon off and everything, and it goes through a time warp into um, like the what is it Jurassic era or whatever like yeah. one of the dinosaur era so the where the time period where they picked up um Ray um uh, oh yeah Palmer you know um you know when he when they all got separated and lost in time and Palmer right. was, um was Ray was in the like Jurassic Park era and stuff uh, yeah, running away. So they go back to that time period. So they the a piece of the ship falls off that they need to fix it. So Ray, Nate, and Vixen go after it. And Ray knows like the territory since he was there for so long. Um, and then the rest of the team are there trying to fix the the ship and take out Rip. And they end up knocking him out and like basically putting him in the chair. They turn Gideon back on and they do a, like a Matrix type thing where. Um, what is it? Sarah and Jax basically, uh, like get connected in. You know, like how remember the Matrix? How they used to they would go behind the neck. Oh yeah. The head. yeah, that thing. They, yeah. they stuck a needle up in, and you know, in the back of their heads, and they wanted right. to. But instead of going like to the Matrix, they wanted to Rip's mind and had to find him in there and get him out. And it was kind of a. Oh, uh, you know, okay, I see. 
is kind of like what happened with Barry and the Speed Force. You know, like this week's episode yeah, of Barry and the Speed right. Force, how like Barry was, um, like being confronted by all his inner demons and everything. Like that. It was Rip basically being confronted with all his inner demons and the failures oh, okay. of the team and everything like that. So he, with the help of Sarah and Jax, ends up getting free and comes back to becoming the normal Rip. The funny thing about it is because, like, I, I like I joked around with a couple of friends of mine, that, you know, and students that watch the show. I was like, how many times have we seen Rip, like, because at the end of last week's episode, Rip has to, like, semi-sacrifices himself so that Sarah and Jax can get out of his mind and go back to normalcy. And, like, Gideon is a, now a woman, the actual woman that's the voice of Gideon. She's mm-hmm. actually in Rip's mind and everything like that. And, you know, they embrace and everything. Like, the sh- it's the ship going down and stuff. And I was like, dude, it's like four times we've seen Rip sacrifice <laughs> himself and he never dies. So, yeah, seriously. Um, it's one of those things. So, yeah, so then this week's episode, Rip's back with the team, but he's not really with the team because he has no place because everybody just kind of moved on without Rip. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I saw that part at the beginning. I was like, man, I missed a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually watch it till last night. Um, I had, you know, work and then the girls and stuff. So I didn't get to watch The Flash and, and Legends till last night. So I'm I'm typing up my review now to post sometime tonight or tomorrow oh, okay. morning. Yeah. On it. Uh, and so, like, it was... Like, I like the direction it's going because it's not so focused heavily on the Legion of Doom. Like, you get a couple episodes here, you get a couple episodes there, like, of Legion of Doom. But it's also, like, the inner turmoil of the team and stuff. Right. And, like, this week's episode with Nate and, um, what's his grandfather's name from JSA? Um, Um, oh, gosh. I just watched it earlier. I should know this. Um, Captain. Um, not Mint. I can't think of it. Yeah, I forget who. Can't think of it off the top of my head. But he ends up sacrificing himself at the end to save Nate and the right. rest of the team and stuff. And it was, you know, it's interesting, you know, how all these little intricacies of the show are just kind of like, they're, it's, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you Like, there's no, um, not like rhyme or reason to like the, the way like characters interact with each other or come and go. It just happens mm-hmm. to be that way. It's, I like it like that because it, it keeps you on your toes on you know, who's actually well, going to survive. It keeps it keeps the story kind of fresh, too. Like, I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong with Flash and Era. Like, I'm still interested in it, but it just it feels like dragged out almost. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. And you know what I did love about this week's episode um, was, like, they made Eobor Thawne human again. Like, oh, yeah. That it, was cool. It really, like, you, made, you almost sympathize with him afterwards. Yeah. You're like, well, damn, really... You know, and it kind of it makes me wonder after watching Flash, you know, this week's episode of Flash is what the hell did Barry do in the future? Because he pisses off Yid Borthon, he throws Savitar into the end of the Speed Force to basically lock him up in there. He sends, right. a, he sends a message to Rip, uh, you know, to not trust him, you know, that he causes some great thing. So, dude, Barry must go into like... Like he really messes up. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, he's messed up already big time in, in, in what, two seasons, you know. Right. My dad, my dad sent me this really interesting uh, article, and it was how this guy thinks that Savitar is actually Barry from the future, and that it. So I guess there was a, um, uh, it was after Flashpoint in the comics, but it was it was one of the storylines, and supposedly. 
Barry from the field, like something was happening with the feet, with the speed force. It was like, there was like a lag in it or, uh-huh. or a tear or something. And the only way to fix it was for future Barry to go back in time and kill Barry because of some decision that was made that led to that lag uh-huh. or something like that. So I don't, it was interesting. I mean, I, I don't think it's future Barry, but it was just that's an a, interesting read. That's a good theory. Like, so Here's my theory now. It, it probably is not going to happen, but um, it would be cool. Like I don't know if it'd be cool or whatever, but just kind of interesting. Is what if Savitar was Jay Garrick? Since Jay sacrifices himself and gets stuck yeah. there and never like Barry Neil never goes back for him. You know, right? What if all that like that that time is sitting in the Speed Force just ends up, mm. you know, turning him into Savitar and he uses that time to I don't know. I was just kind of yeah. like, would well, that be a cool way of of twisting it a little bit? You know? No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's. You know, we finally figured out that he is human. He's not a god with Jesse right, yeah. stabbing him and stuff. And good old HR coming through on that one. That was awesome. I love HR. He's so yeah. funny. Dude, I'm, I swear Tom Cavanaugh is probably the best actor on television right now. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. Especially especially when he's had to do... Um, um, Earth Two Wells and HR at the same time? Yeah, like at the yeah. same time. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy, like, he'll probably never win an Emmy for this role, but... No, he definitely deserves all the credit he gets. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, it was interesting to see how, like, it, 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 I like it now how Legends is on Tuesdays because it's almost like you get that back-to-back. You get that serious drama that Flash has now become, and then, you know, Legends is that happy-go-lucky, you know, type. Where oh, yeah. Make fun of what we are and, you know, have fun with it and everything. Right. Like, you know, doing the Apollo mission, and you know, it's Dominic Purcell as Mick has become like the best comic relief for that show. He um, looked so funny when he had the the glasses. The glasses on trying and, to be a genius. Um, yeah, and Stein started singing. Yeah, he was just like staring at him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, that was funny. But no, I, I like it, what makes it interesting is that you got to think like those writers are, have have got to be talking because they got to kind of keep everything inter intertwined somewhat together. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering how this show goes because I'm still wondering how Eobard. Because think about it. Because remember in season one of Flash, Eobard has Gideon, and oh, now right, that yeah. Fawn is on the ship or has been on the ship and has access to Gideon. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that in season one that it's Gideon. Yep. So I wonder how he steals Gideon from the team and is able wow to, you know, yeah i completely forgot about that yep so that's got to be yeah. a, like a big time you know like easter egg reveal sometime soon i would yeah. think you know um so that that would be interesting to see how that plays unless they just say that gideon's like a siri and everyone has one right yeah but i think i mean that's a really cool way to go with it yeah because i don't i don't think he's been it, on the wave rider yet right n- just this last episode yeah, while he so, was – yeah, just the last episode. So I'm wondering now that he's seen the Wave Rider technology, if that gives him a key to say, oh, I can steal Gideon from them and that will help me you know, go after Barry in the future and stuff. That would be really cool. Yep. Because oh. I'm trying to think timeline-wise, all right? So could it be that Eobard Thawne has – like the one in Legends of Tomorrow be like yet – to go after Barry's mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Timeline is, huh? 
That'd be the craziest like 360 circle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything coming together because we got God knows Arrow hasn't done that yet. Uh, it was a good yeah. episode. It, I, I, like I'll give it that. It was a good. But right. the storyline has gotten way too crazy for me. I I just I when they said I I figured someone else would be behind like pulling the strings and then it looks as if it's going to be Talia, which is fine, but you know instead of I feel like they're just trying to make that connection between season three and, and now, which is okay, but I thought the connection was with season one. And I think then, they're trying to do every season, somehow a connection to yeah, every single season. And that's okay, but it's just like they just introduced Talia in what, January? Yep. And, and you just do flashbacks too. Like you, if you did not right. watch the flashbacks, like say you just – went to go take take a leak or something and didn't watch the flashback, yeah. you would not have no clue how Talia was introduced. Right. I think it would have been much more impactful if it was actually someone from season one. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I don't know. And I know, like, yeah, now, like, his, his name isn't Adrian Chase, which is – fine maybe that vigilante is actual agent I, I don't i don't really know i don't i'm hoping that maybe the reveal of who his father was or that there's still someone else that's in charge as well i don't know so but, is his father the one that they that recreated the whole thing from earlier in the season from that was from season one or is that just now because i'm lost see, Ray. see i don't think so they thought that that guy or whatever that I, I forget what his name was, but the, you know, the guy, the drug dealer, had, the, the prescription yeah, yeah. drug dealer. Right. So they thought it was his son. Right. Uh-huh. And then it ended up obviously being Adrian Chase, whose real name is Simon Morrison. So it, his dad wouldn't have been that guy. So, I don't know who his dad is supposed to be now. Dude, all I know is that literally Christopher Nolan's version of the Joker wouldn't even know what's going on in this series. <laughs> and like, that, it like, just... like that, the Dark Knight was one of those movies that just threw you for a loop. Like, okay, when you first saw that movie and you're like, wait a minute, oh my gosh, it's like every piece of the puzzle is like, you think you're going in one direction and it goes in the other and then it goes, but it all works together. This, I have no clue. Like, I still, like, so Talia, we finally know. If you didn't know, is Talia Al Ghul, who's the daughter of Raz Al Ghul, who finds out her father died. She's pissed about it, but somehow Nissa's not. Like, okay. Well, and the other weird thing about that, I wrote my article, so she's pissed about that, but she also said that she was like estranged from her father. Right. So like she had some random like. Why is she all of a sudden now wanting revenge? And, I mean, I guess I didn't think about the fact that, you know, he wouldn't have known that. I feel like it was more of a surprise to Oliver that Talia was related to Roz than it was to us because we all already knew that. You know what I mean? Right. So I hadn't even thought about that. I was like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't have known that that was his daughter. But – 
we all do. So it's not, it's not like it's a, a huge surprise, reveal, yeah. you know, it's like, okay. Like, you know, when he got shot in the, in the leg with the arrow, uh-huh. I thought it was going to be Artemis. Oh yeah. That would have been, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, How cool Artemis, would that, have been? that would have been at least, Hey, I'm still in the mix. I'm still, you know, alive. Yeah. Cause right. God knows where she's at. She just yeah. stopped showing up. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I, I still think someone else is going to be, maybe I'm just hoping someone else is like pulling the strings. Cause it's one last big surprise. Yeah. Like it still doesn't seem right. You know, I mean, maybe they'll get people from like all the seasons who are like together, like teaming, you know, but it's just, yeah. Cause so, something, I mean, you could go it. back to your original theory. Remember you thought that, uh, that Adrian was the son of Slade Wilson, you know. Yeah, of, yeah. Or, or at so, least related to Slade. What right. if it was the son of Slade Wilson? And so the that killing your father, you know, type concept, or you destroyed my family, ish, you know, type deal. Right. Know? Yeah. I just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I I feel like there's got to be something more. Right. Um. And, you know, I think it would almost take a collective effort from numerous people to know as much about Oliver as they do. Because right. he knew about Shadow. He knew about Tommy. So so it's got to be Slade. Like, it's got to be <clears throat> some relation to either Shadow or Slade. Right, because because he said that yesterday, remember? He, because mm-hmm. when they were talking about Susan Williams, and he was like, yeah, well, you're uh, – um, it, your her death would be on your hands, like Tommy's and right, like yeah. Shadows. Uh-huh. Like the the only person who knows about Shadow was Slade. Right. I mean, like Sarah and all of them, but like, yeah, it, it was. It's just Slade. You know what I mean? It's got to be like, it, but it's so confusing. I swear, like this show is kind of well, like murder mystery, and and then the weird thing too that I, I figured out yesterday. So I was expecting to Prometheus to be to be connected to someone in Russia because remember when Oliver was talking about that move that Prometheus oh, yeah. did and then it ended up being all about Talia. Yeah. Because Talia obviously trained him and I was kind of like, Oh, okay. It's not what I was thinking, but okay. <laughs> and it's weird though. So. It's like people that like have harsh issues or like, can, or like traumatic things go to the league of assassins to go get trained. Cause yet Malcolm right. lost his wife and said, you know what? I'm going to go get trained by Ra's al Ghul. And now you have, you know, Adrian Chase ish go to Talia and get trained by her. Well, so, the thing, ladies the and gentlemen, thing. if you have a major traumatic, you know, um, event in your life, the way you cope with it is go get trained by the League of Assassins. Well, and you saw how easy it was. That's the thing that I found funny. So you have, um, uh, you have obviously Talia and her hidden. I don't know. Fortress. Fortress. Dude, what are yeah, you like? Oliver walks right, right through the front door. I'm and like, it looks Wait. like nothing at all. Like he didn't even like climb. He he was like, you know, clean cut. His jacket <laughs> wasn't even messed up. It was like, nah, this isn't easy. Like, and it's up on the top of a mountain. And I want to know who's the construction company that agreed to that contract? Like, yeah, right. I'll give you a million dollars if you build me a fortress on top of that mountain right there. It was just so funny. Like, here's Talia training people to be assassins. And Oliver walks right through the front door. I yeah. was like, wait no, a second. Yeah. Uh, freaking Nando Parbat had a thousand league soldiers standing outside before they right. could even get to the front door. And this one's like, 
welcome and with the welcome mat laid out and everything and stuff. Come on in. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think I don't know. I think there's still got to be. I I don't know if I'm just hoping, but I I think some of the little details are actually good because I think there are things that I've like missed along the way that that kind of end up making sense later. Like I said, with the whole, um, you know, the whole idea of he recognized that move from Russia, but then ended up being a connection to Talia. So, I mean, but then maybe this mentioning of shadow and Tommy, like I I really tried to think like who else would have known that, you know, like in the way he's doing it, it seems a lot like Slade. Cause if you look back to season two, Season two was all about Slade basically destroying Oliver and not killing him, wanting him mm-hmm. to suffer. And this is the same type of ammo. Yeah. And so yep. that like I'm I'm it, it looks almost like he it's working together. Like you're gonna get the league back together. Slade's gonna be part of it because Slade was tied in the comic books to the League of uh, League of Assassins as one of Roz's, you know, um, like go-to guys and everything right some stories have it where slade was trained by the league some stories have it that he was you know a mercenary for hire that Roz would use and stuff so maybe but then my other thing is so who is in the vigilante costume then Mm, you know what i mean tommy merlin (laughs) yeah right seriously or that is slate no yeah yeah, slate it because adrian chase in the comics is vigilante right so is adrian chase using that name but that's actually i'm just if I they do, no look if they do that a straight rip off of flash season two because freaking hunter's alamon use jay garrick's name while ca- keeping jay garrick captured yeah. in, a, in a cell and stuff so right if they do that that's literally the writer's rooms just collaborating together like next door hey what did you guys do in season two yeah ooh, right oh ooh, i like that we're gonna use that one well, and I mean, I look back for, well, uh, what's the real, Simon Morrison, I think. Yep. And I couldn't, I mean, I didn't look very hard, but I didn't find any connection of a Simon Morrison in the DC universe. Probably just made up name. Yeah, because yeah, the only thing that came up was like Simon Hurt, but that from um, Batman. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, you know, so. So, what if it was Bruce yeah, Wayne as the vigilante? What if I Bruce know, right? Wayne Seriously. Was, or Hal Jordan. Just like, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. go. Before yeah, he becomes so, Green Lantern, he's the vigilante. Right. I don't know. I did think it was pretty interesting that it showed like how – I'm still going to call him Adrian Chase. I don't care. Um, That's how, like, how, well, how bad of a person he is though when, you know, Oliver – felt like he had the upper hand with his wife by getting oh, his yeah. wife. And then he, and then he stabs his wife. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's basically like, you thought that he was going to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then whoop, sticks her right there. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I do like that about it though, is just kind of how far ahead and like almost every single way. Yeah. Um, he is, but once again, it's, it's kind of like you said, to your point that, that's exactly how Slade was. It takes someone who knows everything about Oliver. Right. So I think it's got to be more than Talia because even though Talia knows knows a little bit about his backstory, obviously. But see, that's the thing because she knows about the 
the book and all of that. But I really hope they don't think that she just knew about Shadow and Tom and, like, they blow it off that way. You know what I mean? Right. No, I I agree. I mean, like, if this is all about Shadow, uh, it's going to be not a humongous disappointment, but it would just be uh, somewhat let down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um... Oh, you know what show that's actually gotten really good in the past? Well, I'm not caught up all the way. I didn't watch this week's episode, though, uh, and I'm halfway through two weeks ago, but it was Supergirl because I've kind of like oh, yeah. put that like on the, in the back burner because of right. Monday night having so many shows to watch. So like I just mm-hmm. you know try to keep up with Raw you know, as it happens, even though mm-hmm. I, sh- like, I don't understand why I still do it. Why um, we keep doing that? Yeah. I um, but then watching like 24 Legacy and then APB and stuff like that. So I've had to put like Supergirl on the back burner. Um, and man, like the direction the show is going is absolutely brilliant because they, they've stopped it. Like, so last season was all about the humanistic side of Supergirl and now they're just going straight alien with it and stuff like that. And they're bringing back all these old cast members, not necessarily linked to the Superman universe. So like, you know, they had, um, Linda Carter, you know, come up right. on the show. Um, and then Dean, Dean Kane. Kane's on yeah, there, right? yeah. Yeah. And he's come back. Uh, um, and then I forgot the actress, actress's name, but the lady who played, uh, Supergirl in the original movie, she plays, you know, car oh, wow, really? mom. Yeah. She plays the oh, car cool. stepmom on there. But Are you talking they, about like the 19, 19- 80 whatever like 89 something. movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's Kara's oh. like stepmom who fought like her and dean kane are Kara's step parents and stuff um and yeah. yeah i mean season one was good and, and but they made it try to like do the humanistic side of supergirl type stuff and you know but this season they've slowly progressed in and made it more about like the alien races and everything and the luthers have been really good i like the, the direction they go on um but like kevin sorbo's on the show now and everything and it's, you know i saw that the other day yeah um and so it's it's crazy and um I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast and everything, and he just got done um, directing uh, a Supergirl episode that's supposed uh, supposed to be airing in two to three weeks now and stuff. And he said that like he just had such a blast with Sorbo on the show, and that they were just like reminiscing about like Legends of Hercules stuff and everything on there. Oh, that's awesome! But no, the show is like it's it it it's it signed on for next year, and if they if they continue this way, I think it'll be fine. It, it'll have its own um, good thing uh going on i haven't caught up with it 100 percent. once i get caught up with it like next week then we can and go more in depth into it um because i'm still like i'm probably two and a half weeks behind so i don't even want to bother you know people yeah, who are already I've, with the show i've kind of gotten bits and pieces of it i I'm, I'm the same way i'll i'll get a couple episodes in and then i'll go a little streak without seeing mm-hmm. it so i'm the same way just inconsistent with it yeah. um so i do like though how with like supergirl and uh um, Flash, how they're using the characters uh, that portrayed some of these characters in the 90s or 80s or anything yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And, use, you know, like you said, with Dean Kane from Lois and Clark and um, obviously uh, Jay Garrick, who was uh, Flash in the 1990s. Um, yeah, know, I think it was 1991 that the Flash TV yeah, series came out. Yeah, it, was, it went two seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> which I have the box set of those, which they're, you know, I mean, they're obviously dated now, but pretty good for for the time at least. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. So what are your thoughts on next week's Supergirl Flash musical? Oh, the musical? I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it's going to be um, 
you know, somewhat entertaining because it's, you know, it's not just like if it was just a musical musical to happen, but it's, um, who's uh, the main villain um, that, oh gosh. Um, the, uh, not music. Music man. Music Meister? No. Music, it's Meister something. You're Is on it. Is Meister? Maybe. Yeah, so they're using that as kind of the the gig of like they're stuck in a like a uh, either alternate universe or like a subconscious level and stuff and so and he controls them with, you know, singing and, and going along. It's like a play that they have to go along with and if they don't go along with it, then their human side or like the the reality side end up, you know, dying. So, right. Um and they've got all the basically every single cast member from the Arrowverse that can sing is going to be on that show. Um, the only one that I, I like, I'm shocked that they didn't ask back was uh, Sierra Renee, the girl that the, the play, uh, when we played Hawkeye or Hawk Girl. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. She has like an actual musical background. She's been on Broadway and everything. And oh, so wow. um, when I interviewed her at Dragon Con and stuff, I asked her that. I was like, have, have they made any plans to add you into the musical? Because by then they had already like had it established it was going to be on the flash and stuff like that and she said no that she would she would love to have been on there but um they hadn't contacted her about it so i thought that was a a miss out on that one that would have been cool to see her on yeah maybe it's a maybe it's a surprise that she was yeah right she'll pop up on there i'm not thrilled about next week's episode um I think mainly just because I, I've never really been into when they do kind of the musical shows like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I just, <clears throat> first of all, with flash this past week, I feel like it could have been two episodes. I feel like they could have used that story for two episodes. Yeah. Um, so because of how kind of, deep the story was and this and that it it seems like a, just a total shift in the in the tone from last week's episode to this musical coming up i could be wrong i don't know maybe that's not the whole thing but it just i don't know i but that's just, always I'm, been the flash though it's like yeah the flash will give you like one or two serious hard episodes and then right. they give you one episode which is like kind of just more laid back um you get a throwaway metahuman that they that they have to deal with and right ends up being you know like destroyed or killed or put in jail you know and then they go back to the serious thing it's kind of been like the routine with the flash you get one or two serious episodes then you get a like a, a throwaway episode then one or two serious episodes then a throwaway episode um yeah yeah you're right yeah where arrow is just like we're gonna take you on a roller coaster ride <laughs> It's going to be pitch black, and you don't know where you're going to go. You might yeah, do right. a loop. You might do a corkscrew. It might be a big drop-off. Who knows? The the seatbelts might come off. Who knows? You know? Yeah, seriously. Um, so, I don't know. I think um, – I do think with Flash, though, this past week, like I said, I just – being in the Speed Force was such a cool idea mm-hmm. and just the way that it was portrayed – like I said, I really feel like that could have been a like a two episode um, sort of concept because it was kind of like how I felt about Flashpoint and you and I talked about it. like it was really cool, but it was over so quickly. Right. You're just like, oh man! Like obviously seeing um, Eddie Thon and 
um, you know, with Jay Garrick being in there and then uh, Captain Cold, uh, Captain Cold and, mm-hmm. you know, just having all and his first kind of interaction with uh, Black Flash, um, yeah. you know, it was really, really cool, um, which I, I wanted to kind of see more of. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, like I thought, like I agree with you. It kind of was, uh, um, not a whole miss out because I really enjoyed it in this week's episode of The Flash. But yeah, I, I would have, I would have definitely liked more of seeing Eddie Thawne and his uh-huh. that, that manipulation of using the Speed Force and kind of guilting, uh, or um, Barry's using Barry's guilt against him. And um, and I didn't think they used uh, um, Wentworth Miller, Captain Cold, enough. I think it was no. just kind of it was kind of just thrown in right there to say ah oh, here's here's a kind of a, a cameo appearance from um, from Cold and and that's it because it seemed like they used Eddie and who was the middle um, Robbie Amell as Firestorm oh yeah 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 they used those two a lot more than than Wentworth did you know as, as Cold Captain Cold it was more or less just like uh, you can't go and save Wally that's it you know there wasn't a uh, like a kind of a, a like it seemed like with Eddie and with Robbie, it was like your actions caused us to die. With Wentworth, you know, as, or as Cold, there wasn't really any of that connection because Cold sacrificed himself. So I didn't, I didn't kind of, I didn't get it why they added him into that third mix, and it didn't really make sense to me. And then with him, it just being a, like a quick glimpse or like you know two minutes of Cold being in there, and then Jay stepping in and taking him out, you know, it, it, right. didn't, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So. Yeah, do you think because I know Captain Cold, he where went with Miller, he's supposed to be back. Is it Legend? Legends? No. Yeah, Legends. Legends. Well, he joins the Legion of Doom. Right. Okay. Because so. is going to try to. So basically, Eobard, what he's going to try to do um, is reverse all the actions that have happened. So Malcolm losing his hand. Um, uh, Damien Dark dying, um, Eobard or Eddie Thon not shooting himself so Eobard can can live. Oh, and right, okay. Wentworth or Cold not sacrificing himself. And I right. think that's what the deal is going to be to allow him to use the Spirit of Destiny because I think the team is the team's got the last piece, and I think Eddie or Eobard's going to use that kind of hey I'll well let's make a deal, I'll save myself but at the same time I'll save cold and then that will end the season right there yeah not saying, not that saying that cold will be back on the team but he'll save him from having to sacrifice himself so you're gonna see right. dark you know malcolm you know who knows maybe roz they say roz al ghul somehow some way i know oh, they originally right. I thought, they originally yeah, they, thought wanted um what's his name uh matthew uh, nathan nathan uh can't think. I'm horrible with names today. I don't know. I'm always horrible with names. But they wanted Roz to be the the fourth person for the Legion of Doom. Um, uh, it didn't work out okay. that way. Um, but who huh. knows? They could just do a little like like a little message or cameo appearance and stuff and throw that in. Yeah. There. Huh. Yep. And then fix all the mistakes that have happened in Flash and Arrow and everything else. Oh, all the mistakes like Arrow season four. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's just get rid of Scrap. that. Yeah, let's forget all about that one. And the brawl in the street. 
Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What would you rather watch, the musical or an hour of Stephen Amell and, you know, Arrow and Damien Dark fighting in the middle of a street? Oh, gosh. Trading punches for an hour. Yeah. Uh, I'll do the musical. Yep. There we go. So I thought the musical's <laughs> yeah. not that bad. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, the musical's not bad. I'd definitely do that. Would you rather watch the musical for an hour or watch Raw last week's or this week's? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh another. man. Yeah, that is a tough one. You have to watch I mean, Roman Reigns comb his hair for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns do a super do Superman punches for an hour. Yeah. Yep. Oh gosh, probably the musical because the Raw. I, oh man, I tell you what, I'm I'm actually worried about WrestleMania. I I just don't think it's going to be good. See, I'm not worried about WrestleMania. Really? I'm worried about like yeah, yeah, because ultimately you know that they're going to put on. You know that the SmackDown guys are going to put on a show. You know that. So let's put a like Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. That's going to be a great match. So you know Shane McMahon's gonna like jump off the the ceiling, yeah, to, right. in order to sell tickets. He's gonna sell, yeah. It. And then, you know, but look at so. But here's the thing: in order to make room for a lot of the raw people, like Dean Ambrose will probably be in the like a, the pre-show. No, he's the Intercontinental Champ. No way they'll pick him pre-show. I, where else are they gonna put him right now? He's probably gonna be a mid-card match. But that's the thing. Even a mid card match for Dean Ambrose, who, what, just last year was in like a WrestleMania, like he wasn't in the main event, but like no, it was a, or, uh, the third match before the main event. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just to you know, and what what are we gonna get? You know, prior to him, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and. Goldberg. Oh, I'm gonna love Undertaker Rockers. Roman Reigns because you know they're just gonna have Undertaker beat the shit out of him. Like, there's no way Reigns wins that match. If if Roman Reigns beats Undertaker, I'll stop watching Raw. I'll, I will stop watching Raw. Yeah, if, well, if I Roman mean, Reigns Vince McMahon will, have, will be like beheaded. You can't do that. No. So they'll. Reigns will get in a couple Superman punches. Everybody will boo, and then Undertaker's gonna throw him down through the ceiling of the Hell in the Cell, and and end it right there. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. just mm-mm. not yeah. feeling it. And then I think the match between Bray Wyatt and um, and Randy, Randy Orton, Orton, I think that's gonna be a good match because I mean it's just oh I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, like I like Bray Wyatt's style of wrestling. I like it, you know. That um, you know, I like what Randy Orton brings to it. The this week's episode of uh, SmackDown was a little too heavy on the monologues, though. Man, yeah, I would like so. You know, I record it and and then I just kind of like skim through the 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 monologues. And what was it? It was like only like four matches in in the entire two episode or two hours of, of SmackDown because there was so many like monologue speeches. First AJ, then Randy. Then Bray, then the Miz, then a little bit from Cena, and um, and then Daniel Bryan coming out and arranging that match finally between Cena and Nikki Bella versus uh, Marissa and um, and Miz. Miz. Yeah, and then what? It was one other like monologue session. It was so and it was so funny because it was so long that they didn't even get the the announcement of Shane saying that he's going to fight uh, AJ. They cut him yeah. off right at the end. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh, I guess people are going to have to go online and find out who uh, AJ is fighting at, at WrestleMania. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is because the, they're, I don't know, I don't think they've been doing the best job of balancing some of these, um, you know, matches right. earlier. So they're trying to throw the monologues in quickly to like all of a sudden develop some of these. Yeah, grudges because there hasn't been any, yeah, matches. exactly. There hasn't really, there's not any grudges since the, the, the redesign and doing it the way the shows are, you know, with raw having their own, um, their own roster and SmackDown that there's no grudges. There's no grudge match. And so like you can tell the Cena Miz one is so fake. Like they're right. trying to make it seem like this is something that's been brewing for years and it's not. But I mean, Hey, you know what? It is what it is. I'll take it. The Randy Orton Bray Wyatt one. Like, so Randy Orton tries to, tries to like come off saying that oh i was friends with bray the entire time just to screw him over because i couldn't beat him well he didn't even have the championship so why are you even friends with bray you know right like that didn't make sense to me you know like the that angle that they try to do with it you know it's well the only thing that has over the past year or so that seems to be worth anything would have been Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Without a doubt. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that has been. That's well the only developed. legit grudge. Yep. Yeah. Some of the other ones, like even if you think, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, randomly Seamus and Cesaro, you know, I think it was Enzo and Cass who like accidentally knocked oh, they spilled Cesaro's the coffee. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? So I, I don't know. I just, yeah. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, it. many people kind of look at Raw and SmackDown, more so Raw, but SmackDown as well. But, and it just doesn't seem to be, you know, the stories aren't that great because the, the grudges aren't always very realistic right you don't have the like factions and like i just watched or even just like a simple like raw or uh, rock versus stone cold you know right oh yeah Yeah. well and i mean i was watching a clip earlier and it was when um uh sting got like formed this random hodgepodge team in order to take down the nwo you know it was like and that was awesome (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's. I agree with you. It's it's definitely missing that. But another thing too that I've noticed is that there isn't anybody like truly hungry to be the man on the show. Everybody takes a back seat to like so on Raw. Everybody takes a back seat to Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. There's not a, like somebody that's willing to go and and push the limits to say, I'm the man. You know that like uh, like Seth Rollins was that guy prior to him getting injured. You know the the first time go around like he was the yeah. one. And then CM Punk was that before. You know. Um, and I think that's why so many people love CM Punk was that he was very vocal about he wanted the championship. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, although the nice guy, he wanted to be you know the the heavyweight champ and he wanted to be the A lister, the main event card and stuff like that. Where some of these guys are either handed it to them, um, you know, and they they roll with it as best as they can, but they're not you know main event material, or some just don't want it like. They're content being, you know, who they are and being that mid. There's like, 
I was talking with a friend of mine today, and we agreed there's a lot, like, on the rosters, both Raw and SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown, there's a lot of mid-level guys, like, main event, starring, pay-per-view. Guys who back, yeah, guys who back in the day would have been going for, like, the European championship. Right, exactly. You know, there's not a, a good, solid depth of guys. And, you know, as much as people like Samoa Joe, you know, he hasn't done anything really to like say, oh, he's the new guy that's going to take over, you know, Raw, um, and and lead that way. Same thing like Z- uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's popular, but if you put Sami Zayn in the rosters back in the early two thousands, you know, he's a mid level. Yeah, like he's yeah. mid level. He's not. You, mm-hmm. you don't even remember who Sami Zayn is, and it's not a knock on him and his right. wrestler. I just think that's what's the key piece that's missing, and that's why they're they're going to the well so much and trying to get guys like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar to come in and do these part time gigs to to kind of save. Because if think about it, if you didn't have a Brock Lesnar Goldberg match at WrestleMania, who would be headlining Raw on their end? Oh right, absolutely, yeah. I mean Roman Reigns, you know, <laughs> again for the yeah. what, fifth year in a row. Right. That shit gets. I old. mean, it would have been though. You know? and, oh, without a doubt. If something happened to Goldberg and his injury, you know, you know, didn't heal in time, you know, because Seth Rollins is out and Baylor's out, you know, these guys like that used to carry the torch aren't doing it. Yeah. Well, oh, and here's the other thing. So you saw that Finn Baylor return to a house show, right? Right. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see the match? That he was in? No, I just read up on that. He, he finally came back to a ha- Dude, that was a better match of course. than what you see on Raw. It was um, Finn Balor, Chris Jericho, and oh, who was the third? There was someone else. And a third person versus Kevin Owens, Triple H. And uh, they had a third person as well. I'm gonna have to look that up and see who it was. But the, Triple like, H was in the match. Yes, Damn. he hasn't been in. A, I don't think he, he's been in a house match in forever. Yeah. So, but the thing is, it was like, it like that. Why not use that on like Raw or something? Like right. that's it was such an awesome. Um, oh, it's gonna bug me. I need to think of who the other two were, um, but. You know, that would have been an awesome match and, like, some legit grudges and this and that. Right. But, you know, it no, was a house uh, show. But I agree with you. Like, the grudges need to be, you know, to be more well played out instead of just, like, two weeks before WrestleMania. Because, um, like, the Kevin Owens-Jericho thing, that's legit. But, yeah. it, like, on SmackDown. So, we finally, we get a grudge between Cena and Miz, which, it, it's fake. Um, and right. And then... The the grudge between AJ and Shane just out of nowhere, you know, because AJ was screwed out of the main event for WrestleMania. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, come on. You know, the, I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to fill a card, <clears throat> but the it's just wasn't – you know, I, I understand that there's injuries and everything. Like that, so it's it's tough in that business and everything. I just the, – the lack of depth of the rosters is what's really hurting that show or both of them. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that, and I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I I am, I think another reason why I'm worried about WrestleMania 
is just because of the last two pay-per-views. I, yeah. you know, I wasn't a fan of Fastlane, was not a fan of um, Royal Rumble, and I just, I don't know. An Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber, you, yes, you like, know, Bray Wyatt, like Bray Wyatt winning the championship was good. That was a good turn of events. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. Cause, but well, rather than that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, well, I think in order to sell it, they've got to, so Goldberg, Brock Lesnar has to last more than 90 seconds. Um, right. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt have got to put on, you know, a, a decent, you know, show, which I, I'm pretty sure they will. I, like, Shane McMahon and AJ have got to go way over the top. Like, you know, AJ's flying high, you know, high-flying style and everything has got to be on point. Shane has got to be right. willing, you know, to jump off and hurt himself a little bit on this one. But Shane always does it for WrestleMania. Um, yeah, absolutely. Then if it is, if Seth Rollins does get healthy in time for WrestleMania, they can do a tag team match, then that will be a good one to see. Um you got Kevin Owens versus Jericho. That should be a good match. The women's is 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 weird because for SmackDown, Alexis Bliss is taking on what four females at one time. Yeah. And stuff. And then on Raw, it's the same concept, but it's a three three way match. Um, with Charlotte, uh, um, uh, Bailey and, and Sasha. Uh, Sasha Banks. So. And then, I mean, you obviously know Nia Jax is going to come in and do something. Oh, without a doubt. Not, yeah, because she wants her match as well and everything. Um, right. And then, what's it? Uh, the one match that's... What was I thinking of? Uh, the tag team. Oh, the Cena, Miz, versus, like Cena, Nikki Bella versus... Miz and Maris, that is going to be interesting to me because I want to see either Cena or Miz hit a woman. Like that will be interesting if they go. Yeah, that I don't. I I guarantee that that won't happen. Yeah, I don't see Cena I doing guarantee. that because I would torture yeah, him. I think. I think the only thing that could possibly happen is like, you know, if Cena or like Miz gets thrown into the ropes and. It, it, and it knocks someone over. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing that I could see, but I highly doubt that'll happen. I just see it being. Uh, it's kind of like when um, a couple weeks ago, I think, uh, who was it? I think New Day and Bailey. Yeah, they did the same fought thing. against. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, that there there was no none of the. You know the the, you know, none of the guys hit the girls or anything like right. that. So, I I would assume that they would follow the same suit there. Right, yeah, because I don't see Cena trying, like, he's trying to go Hollywood yeah. and everything like that and trying to get a movie created. That would ruin it right there. You could just see some, one mom or someone like record that and put that all over TMZ or anything. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, but, I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania, and then they got the Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. That was, what is, that kicks off the show, I think, now. and yeah. So, I think it'll be okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then, you know what's funny, though, is that, so, kind of getting, like, on to the topics on my head right now, is so, like, I've been picking up a lot of different shows recently, so I've watched 24 Legacy now, APB, it just came on, um, Designated Survivor just came back and everything like that. I didn't realize how many shows target, uh, like, mass 
terrorists and stuff like that. Like this has become our new drama show. Is that if you want to like oh, get yeah. on on network TV, if you can come up with some sort of type of terroristic show, either like some like a police taking on terrorism or the president taking on terrorism or uh, ex-military officer taking on ter- terrorism, you're going to get a show on network TV. It's like flooded. Yeah, seriously. I didn't even realize it till my wife was saying like she's asking me like what am I watching? I was like, "Oh, 24 Legacy." And she was like, "Oh, isn't it about, you know, how they take over the White House and stuff?" I'm like, "No, that's designated survivors." She's like, "How many like terrorist shows do you watch?" I was like, "Well, I could watch CNN and Fox <laughs> News and stuff like that and just keep that on." You well, know? yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. It, it was so funny. It was choose, just like choose, uh, take your battles there. Yeah, exactly. It's either keep on Fox News or, or watch Designated Survivor <laughs> and Twenty Four Legacy. Either way, you're getting the same the same topics: mass terrorism. Yeah, right. So, but um, was it? Uh, let's see. When Gotham's coming back in now? What like three weeks? I think we got. Yeah, it's like uh, almost mid April ish. Yeah. Or beginning of April, something like that. Which is still, I don't know, that's just been odd to me. But then, let's see. So, when that comes back, I think it goes through, it goes into June a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it'll go, like, it's it's still got, uh, like, a healthy amount of episodes left. I think it's still got yeah. eight episodes, eight or nine episodes left. And those, like they'll spread them out enough so that it won't be every single week. So they'll probably be like uh, a two week break or, you know, a week break here or there. So it'll take it into summer. So then the I, summer uh, shows will, will follow. Yeah. Right I, I don't know if that was a good move for them or not with where Gotham was kind of standing. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm afraid people like lose interest with it being gone for so right. long and then coming back and then taking some time, it just, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, because well, the reason why I bring it up safe. is because they, so they did the same thing with Lucifer, and it was almost like two weeks after Lucifer, uh, you know, went on break for this hiatus that mm-hmm. um, they said that they're going to renew it for season three. They haven't done that yet with um, with Gotham, and what's your thought? Do you think they're going to, you think they're going to bring it back or no? I I think they will, um, but I think the second half of the season will be kind of an indication of if it'll go after that. So they're gonna, um, you think I, they're going to wait till the very end? Yeah, I think I think it is honestly what probably saved them was bringing Jerome back. Honestly, yeah, oh, um, I think that was a smart move. That. Yeah, that created a lot of buzz and everything with it, and um, so I think it will have done enough to, done well enough to have another season. But I, I don't, I don't know. They need to make some changes, um, for anything after that. But yeah, so it'll be this weird because let's see, um, shows like Flash and Arrow and Legends. How many more episodes do they have? Uh, they only have a handful until they're five, done. Five, right? four, five left. Arrow. Yeah, I thought it was four or five. Yeah, Arrow has five, and then okay, Flash and Legend of Tomorrow. I think they're they're either four or five somewhere. Okay. Around. Yeah, um, so those will be 
almost ending when Dotham is starting back up. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I still don't think the um I still don't think the long hiatus was a smart move for them. I just I think it's gonna take people to kinda of get back into it. I but think, at the same time, I don't know. Maybe it was a good move because then it's still on when most other shows are off for the summer, you right. know. So, no, I agree. I, I I think that you're you're right on that. They're gonna. I think what Fox is trying to do is really test the the uh, like the 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 where the fan base is and how truly committed they are. And if they're if there's a true fan base willing to come back and watch the show after what like six weeks off, then they're gonna renew it. If the numbers right. don't pick up, then it's just basically, okay, we're going to let it play out, and then that's it. So. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, well, we'll see. I just, I don't know. With the the way things kind of ended, like I said, we've already talked about the the differences that, you know, they need to make, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we'll just see if it happens. Yeah. So um, the other show that's uh, actually it's debuting tomorrow when so when the podcast airs it'll be the same day um, is Iron Fist on Netflix and mm. so far the reviews haven't been that great mm. they've kind yeah. of made, said it's more drama than any type of action on it and stuff so could this be the the first time Marvel kind of not really strikes out but just kind of misses the mark with takes it. a little hit yeah, because yeah. I mean, without a doubt, Daredevil's like unbelievable. I've you know both seasons I've watched like both times when Daredevil came out on Netflix, I literally stayed up for like eight hours straight watching the show. It was one of those shows I like I couldn't stop watching and stuff. And then um, when Jessica Jones came out, I watched the first two episodes and then I took a break from it and then came back to it. I wasn't as big as a fan as like a lot of other people um, were with that. And then uh, was astonishing was Luke Cage. I think I watched the first six episodes the first night and then I forgot to finish it for some odd reason. And then it was like two months later. I was like, "Oh yeah, let me see actually what oh, ended up hey. happening." I was like, I forgot all about it. But it was it wasn't bad. That's it was funny. actually really good. But it was one of those things where like I committed myself to watch like the the first six episodes like back to back to back, and then I never f- finished the actual yeah. season out of it and stuff. And it was like down the road. I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Forgot about that." See, I I feel like. When um, movie or, or whatever the companies are, I guess, uh-huh. um, when they just kind of naturally bring out shows or movies, it, it does well. But when they try and start forcing movie or shows to get to the next spot, that's been my my gripe with with Marvel is that sometimes some of the movies aren't great because they're focused on the next bigger movie rather than the actual build-up movies so you know like we talked about the first iron man was awesome you know why because it was just that they want an iron man movie um but then what you started to see was okay well we want to get to the avengers so gotta get this movie out this movie out this movie out and not that they were bad but they're okay and so i think you know you had daredevil and that came out was good jessica jones and Mm -hmm. which you know and it was good and um you know luke cage and then they're like okay well we want to do um um defender so let's so we need to get yeah. yeah so we need to get iron fist moving and i just 
I feel like sometimes when it gets rushed in that way, um, it doesn't always it doesn't always turn out that well. Right, and I think what hurt Iron Fist... Or as well as they had hoped, maybe. Yeah, and I think what hurt Iron Fist before it even came out was the popularity of um, uh, Punisher in Season 2 of Daredevil and how it got greenlit for its own oh, season. Oh, yeah. And so people are already, like, hyped up to see that. So, right. And Iron Fist is such a different character than, you know, what Daredevil is and Punisher and even Luke Cage. Like, I think that's where... It, it, he Like, Iron Fist falls more into the Doctor Strange more type of... Yeah. You know, heroes, you know, and stuff like that, using, like, the, you know, martial arts, but more or less of the, like, you know, mystics of, of martial arts than actual mm-hmm. punching and, and kicking and stuff like that. So I think that's where, it you know, it's taken a, a not a hit, so but, like, why so many people haven't really received it well that have watched it so far. But I'm going to give it a shot because I've always been a fan of Iron Fist and that type of, you know... Um, Mm-hmm. his comics and everything and it's kind of just reminds me of like bruce lee style movies and everything so but it, it will be interesting to see how many people actually jump on board and if it does get it, let's see if this will be the one that doesn't get a second season out of all the defenders yeah. everyone has gotten green lit for a second season so jessica jones is is um shooting right now luke cage starts in like four or five months or i think uh is it five months it's uh, somewhere around it's like half a year uh, away they start shooting for that show hell uh, Punisher got his own show out of Daredevil so let's see if it's a one and done for Iron Fist that'll be interesting absolutely yeah so alright and then last thing so we're a week away from Power Rangers so this week Beauty and the Beast comes out I was out. Just thinking that yeah, beauty. So Logan's been out for two weeks. It was got great reviews, mm-hmm. great audience. Good, did well. Kong came out. You know, Skull Island did really well. Beat Logan, which was, was pretty impressive. I, I thought so. Um, beauty and the Beast is is on pace to shatter the um, yeah. March record books. That basically, which it means Disney. Come on, it's it's not a not a big surprise, right? So Logan Kong brought in like eighty to just under a hundred million. Beauty and the Beast is expected in its first opening weekend to be somewhere around like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty million, which would be ridiculous if it does make it like that. I don't think it will. I think it would be more in the one ten. Right. So Power Rangers wise, this is the unique factor, and I'm thinking that it's gonna it's gonna get. I don't think it'll break Beauty and the Beast, but I think it's gonna get up there. And the reason why no, is because. Yeah. The fan base for Power Rangers just spans so far because you have young kids now into the new Power Rangers, and then you have you know guys like me who are in their mid thirties who watched the original Power Rangers show. You know, even some that were in their like in their early forties that watched it. That you know, because I was in elementary school when the first season came out. So even even guys in high school that were ten years older than me could you know still be fans. I think that's going to be one of the biggest openings for the show and. Uh, for the showing in in March, I don't think it's going to be Beauty and the Beast numbers, but definitely more than you know. Then I think it's going to definitely take over more than Logan and more than Kong, and that's going to be my sleeper for the year. I really think so. Yeah, I it it. I mean, it looks good. The, the trailers and everything. It it looks good. Um, 
and it, it's it's interesting because obviously growing up with it, you know, it was you know awesome but corny at the same time. Right. It looks a little gritty, which I like. You know, like mm-hmm. a little dark, but not you know not overly dark or anything like that. But it, it seems to have a little bit of grit to it, which I think. Um, I don't know which I think I'll really like, so I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. So, so you're, it's, are you happy that it's not cheesy like the like the the TV show? Yeah, I I, I wanted it to be a bit more grounded, I guess. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that one. I like I, I'm I'm glad that they kind of made it somewhat so that adults could come watch the movie and not make it like a rated G sh- like movie and stuff like that. Right. But, Straight for kids. Yeah, because deal. I mean, I think I think they realize if they really if they want to do well, which they can, they've got to somehow hit the you know what twenty year range, right. <laughs> right? So how do you do that? Well, if you make it you know too corny and lighthearted, well that you know that doesn't that's not really going to appeal to everybody. So you know you don't go over the the top dark and gritty, but you know, you, you you make it a little bit, um, I guess, a little bit darker or a little bit more realistic, maybe as weird as that sounds. I know it sounds like an oxymoron with that, but um, you know, and I think that's how um, I don't know. That's how you you hit the whole kind of range there. Yeah. All right. If there is no cameo from any of the original Rangers, will you be disappointed? I will. I think. I think there's gonna be. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll be all of them by any means. Right. But I. I would expect there to be. At the very least, Jason David Frank would have to make a cameo. Tommy I, Oliver. It yeah. might be more like a. Yeah, and it might be more like a. Walking by, you uh, just see him like, "Holy shit, that's yeah, Tommy!" Yeah. You know? Yeah, almost like Stan, like Stan Lee, kind of, or maybe not even that much, you know. But like with yeah. Stan Lee, just it's kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know, if if you don't, if they don't have any lines or anything, you'll still see them somewhere. I, I you know, what a great opportunity to do that, right? No, and especially I, with Jason David Frank because he was the one who's been in the most seasons too, you know. Oh, actually, it's Billy Yost. Um, uh, Billy, the original Blue Ranger, actually holds the record for most yeah. episodes. He wasn't really. A, yeah, no so, way. Yeah, so he and he was a, a Power Ranger all the way through to the Zeo Rangers, right? Oh, in, okay. In the Zeo Rangers, he was still on the show, but he was not a Ranger. He was. That's he helped right. out Alpha Five and stuff. Like he like he actually stayed. Yeah. In the, in the command center and stuff. So he technically. Holds That's the right. record for most episodes on Power Ranger shows. Jason uh, David Frank has the we'll record for back. most <laughs> most uh, episodes as like an actual ranger. As a ranger, I yeah. gotcha. Huh, it's ridiculous. So, one of those real, uh, like like, what is it? The knowledge that you shouldn't know type deal and stuff. Like that. Fun facts type deal. Oh yeah. Um, David Yost yeah. is his name, not uh, Billy Yost, is- but. Billy, who's the original yeah. Blue Ranger, holds the record most. I didn't know that until uh, I went to Dragon Con and they had a panel and David Yost and then um, um, J- uh, Jason, the original Red Ranger. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Like I, like I said, I'm horrible with names and I, I can barely remember my own name. Um, 
but he was there, and then the guy that was the voice for Ivan News was there, and somebody asked him a question, like, you know, how many episodes did you guys do, and stuff like that, and was it as many as Tommy did, and David Yost goes, I did 280 some odd episodes, and I beat, you know, him, I beat uh, Jason David Frank, you know, for the actual number of episodes uh, accredited huh. to him. It was something, some ridiculous number. I couldn't believe it. That's really cool. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you though, because I'm definitely going to see the movie on opening weekend. Um, and if I, I'm not asking, like, I'm not looking to see to have any of the original Rangers actually like morph and become like right. you know, the original uh -uh. Power Rangers. That, but they just a little nod to you know for the older generation like me to just say, look, this is for you guys right here, and just have them back on the screen. Because we really, like, we really didn't get that. The only ones that were on the actual movie in the actual Power Ranger movie, the first one that was actual an actual movie, not straight to VHS, um, was Tommy and Billy and Kimberly. Those were the only three. Yeah. Because at that time they had already switched over into the new cast members and stuff um, that took over for the red, black, and yellow Ranger. That's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for the Power Rangers. I'm excited for it. I, you know, it's, I haven't been excited for a movie in a while, I think. And, you know, Logan, I was, I was more sad about Logan because I knew it was the end of the generation of superhero yeah. movies. Because, like, I was telling my dad about this, I was like, you know, what's sad about Logan is, is that, you know, is that, Hugh Jackman was the last one from the original superhero movies that, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s that started it all. So, you know, yep. so like really it started with, you know, uh, with Wesley Snipes and Blade in 97, 98. And that kind of opened up the door for X-Men in 2000 and, you know, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Brandon Routh as Superman, Christian Bale as, as Batman. And all of them have now moved on. And so like Logan, I was... I wanted to see it, but at the same time, I knew that that would be like I would be—I was turning into an old man and be like, in my day, Wolverine was Hugh Jackman, you know, and kind of like when my dad right, was just yeah. like, you know, in my day, Adam West was Batman. I was like, well, in my day, Michael Keaton's Batman, and so is Christian Bale, and so is you know, yeah, right. Not George yeah. Clooney though. George Clooney is not Batman. Not George Clooney. No, and so, I don't think George Clooney would be offended by that either. So. No, not at all. I think he he would agree with a lot of people on that one. So. <laughs> all right well that's it for for us guys uh thank you so much for listening um for to another episode of the lrm tv podcast uh next week we'll, we'll you know get you guys up to date you know i'm gonna try to get caught up on supergirl so we can talk about that um and some of the other tv shows that are out there on um tv because so from some of the fan um messages that i've gotten is that you want us to kind of expand more outside of the DC TV universe. And I understand that, you know, we have our own favorite shows and sometimes we get stuck on talking about arrow and flash a little bit too much, but you know, damn it. We love those shows. And even though it, it's crazy mm -hmm. and even though I have no clue where the hell arrow's going, you know, I'm still going to sit down and watch it. Um, <laughs> um, but make sure you check out all our other podcasts are on 
LRM online and you know give us all feedback on what we need to do to to help in your your day and entertainment and what information you guys want from us because that's basically why we do it it's just for the fun of it and to to give you guys some knowledge and give us a, give you guys a little of our opinions and share it with us because that's basically what this website's all about so um that's it for me mark anything from you no um you know be sure to check out all of the other wonderful contributors uh for lrm online especially if you are um you know into the um really movies and wondering um you know what's coming out soon or anything like that check out the weekend warrior um which is you know always awesome for uh just all the upcoming movies and um any other sort of attractions that are out there right now uh but yeah thanks again for uh listening and make sure to let us know um what it is you want awesome see you guys later